0: Our number is six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight. That's six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight. And you can find us on all forms of social media at everyman sports. One word. Um Welcome to uh winter where uh people are sick and so am I. <laughs> um I wanna welcome my dad. How you doing, Dad?
1: I'm doing great, son.
0: Uh oh, see no, no, no sign of illness or uh, nasal congestion. Well, I, with this I guy. got
1: my uh, flu shot.
0: Hey, good for you. Better than me, and uh, it's important to have. So, good for you. Yeah, uh, that's,
1: that's just uh, you know it, the inexperience of youth on your part.
0: Well, that's that's the truth as well. Uh, so, let's talk about what was the divisional round in the NFL, and after a, uh, a ho hum Saturday. It really picked up Sunday, but let's start...
1: Where all the home teams won.
0: Uh, On Saturday. Let's start there, yes. Yeah. Uh, Falcons uh, rolled over the Seahawks 36-20 in a game they dominated so early.
1: Well, the Seahawks kind of imploded at the end there. There A little discipline breakdown and...
0: Injuries. um, The backup for Earl Thomas, uh, Sheed, Shed, uh, I think his name was, he went down... Um, offensive lineman went down, which caused a safety, um, just not, it, it didn't go well for the Seahawks. It, it, like you said, it imploded for them and, uh, they started off well. They, they scored on their first drive, but there's a reason why Russell Wilson is, I think one in three on the road, one in two on the road. He does not Something have a like he, that. Might
1: even be one in four.
0: Yeah. He's, he's undefeated in, uh, Seattle, but, uh, not on the road. Uh, and so the Falcons uh, live to fight another week, and uh, we'll get to the reason why they actually get to host the final game in the Georgia Dome uh, NFC Championship game. Uh, rise,
1: Falcons!
0: Rise up! Uh, moving to the late game, which a game I I had the game on mute the whole time because I wasn't going to get involved with it, and I was watching all the pregame stuff after the Falcons game. You know, uh, they were talking about, like, other divisional round upsets, and they, you know, they talked about the Jets-Patriots game in 2010 and all this stuff, and they're like, well... They're
1: building false hope.
0: Yeah, and, you know, everybody on the uh, pregame show predicted the Texans would lose pretty handily. Right. Um, but once the game started, that defense, specifically Clowny and Merciless, really, they, they did a very good job. I mean, they showed why they were the number one ranked defense. However, their special teams left a lot to be desired.
1: But that merciless, they were lining him, him up like a tackle. I mean, they, they were switching things up. He was getting penetration. He was disruptive.
0: And Clowney would sometimes be lined up as a middle linebacker, and he came over in the A-gap position.
1: Well, he's finally earning his money.
0: Yeah. So it really begs the question, if J.J. J. Watt can get healthy and stay healthy, what kind of uh, uh, tandem those two will create? Full-time.
1: Especially, especially when Romo gets lured over there. He could still live in Texas.
0: He could, and we'll talk about that one later for sure. But, yeah, the Patriots uh, in a game that was very close at halftime, um, within, I think, four points at halftime, I think. I think it was like, what was it, 17-13 uh, Patriots, and then they pulled away in the second half, winning 34-16. Uh, well, and when they
1: had the lead going into the half. In Foxborough, they're they're almost unbeatable.
0: I think they have one one or two losses in the last like ten years or but, something.
1: But the biggest takeaway from that game is the fact that they they covered a sixteen and a half spread. They won by eighteen, and people are treating him, including Belichick, as if it was uh, you know a failure.
0: Well, for Belichick, it, it's it's they won, but he can still go to them and say, "You guys stunk." You guys don't deserve this win. Uh, he can lay, he can lay it on thick, and really pump them up for uh, the championship game.
1: He won't be using the um, you know negative talk that Tomlin was saying about him. That's <laughs>
0: for sure. That's for sure, especially not on Instaface. Um,
1: <laughs> that was a great line.
0: That was a great line. Like you know, uh, he's Mr. Personality when he wants it. He he's got he's got some good jokes. Uh, he really.
1: Well, if he doesn't like the tablet, he's not going to like that either.
0: True. Um, So that was the Saturday slate of games. And then the Sunday slate was probably not only the finest games of these playoffs, I would say the finest games of the season and of the recent playoffs, unless you can think of ones that were better, and especially back-to-back on the same night. First of all, Chiefs Steelers had to be moved back to Sunday night Thank, right. good, thank goodness it was a, a a national holiday on Monday. Otherwise, people would not be staying up that late for even a game that good.
1: Well, I think they knew that, too, when they moved it.
0: Right, which then begs the question, will they continue to do this? I don't think they yeah. should.
1: Yes, if it means ratings, yes. Right, but... They're shameless.
0: Yeah, well, that is true. Um, so starting off with the game everybody was excited about, rightly so, and it paid off one of the few times it actually happens the Packers and Cowboys go down to the final ticks of the clock and the Packers pull out a victory 34 to 31. You've heard about it nonstop. You watched it. I mean, this was a game that had more viewers than game 7 of the World Series this year.
1: Well, it it was an ESPN Instant Classic.
0: Um I I mean in in what football is today, this is an Instant Classic. You have two marquee name brand franchises that have fan bases around the country and even around the world playing in an offensive shootout game, which is commonplace, but I mean, to have it happen here, the storyline of the uh, consummate professional in the Packers and Rodgers to have the new blood of Dak and Zeke, and it was just a phenomenal game. First of all, uh, the first half, Cowboys looked like they were out of it. I mean, they were down, what, 16-18 at the half? Yeah, I
1: was saying, where's Romo?
0: Everybody was saying, where's Romo? Cowboy fans were asking, maybe Romo needs to get put in. It needs to happen after. Dak Prescott led them back and tied the game. They didn't win it, but he tied the game because of Prescott. Um, And I think we can lay, especially in that game, you can lay all the Romo stuff to bed, which is why he's being talked about being moved. So
1: now it was Elliott that didn't perform as expected.
0: Well... It's not. I don't know how much we can say he didn't perform as expected because how did he get the ball much? I don't remember. I, I don't remember him getting much of the ball in that That's game. That's
1: a big part of the story, right?
0: Yeah, I'll have to pull up his statistic for that. But yeah, well, um, they weren't
1: able to keep the ball out of Rogers hands.
0: No, I mean there was no defense in this game on either side. The only defensive uh, plays were made. Each side had an interception but uh, the
1: fantastic finish the cherry on the sunday was the 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 kick just squeaking on the left side of that upright
0: oh my god the the kicks waffled so it
1: it showed that the game was close you know everything was close about it
0: yeah um you know i want to take i'm looking at the statistic here i don't know how much more Elliot could have done I didn't realize this. He was 22. He had 22 rushes for 125 yards. Okay. So he didn't look. And The one thing I will say, he had one reception, one target, one reception for a negative two yards. I I mean, Prescott threw for 302 yards. So I I mean, there's nothing either side could have done except play better defense. Um, uh, The Dak got uh, picked off at the line of scrimmage in a very uh, immediate slant over I saw that. to the slot receiver, and the route was jumped immediately right off, and he caught it. Right. I forget who it was, but caught it off his shoe tops, and then Rodgers, who hadn't thrown an interception since, what, week seven? He threw one, and it allowed um, it allowed them to get back into the game, did the Cowboys. But, yeah, those last couple minutes, uh, a kick by Crosby that waffled. I, I could have swore it was going to go out, uh, and it went right back in.
1: It tumbled back in, yeah.
0: Then Bailey kicked. I mean, he's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. He kicked a—I mean, and that Crosby—Crosby kicked a 56-yarder to take the lead, and then he kicked a 52-yarder for the win, and that one also moved around a lot after, of course, a a freezing of the kicker. Um, And then just the pass, of course, from uh, Rodgers to Jared Cook along the sideline, 30-yard reception.
1: Even the defender was in
0: awe. I mean, there's nothing you could have done to that. Um, the internet, uh, internet had fun with that one. They compared uh, uh, Jared Roger or Jared Cook um, dragging his toes in bounds to Michael Jackson. You know, him on his, oh, okay, uh, him on his toes. Also, they made the reference of uh, Aaron Rodgers. He went to Jared, <laughs> the ring store. Jared, the uh, jewelry store. He went to Jared. Uh, Absolutely. But just, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing otherworldly. He's just an incredible uh, quarterback. Um, he runs the rings of Saturn, as some people might say. Uh, just just an amazing game. Um, and, yeah, it, I mean, even offensive shootouts like that can be considered instant classics.
1: Oh, yeah, because it came right down to the finish.
0: So And, yeah, it did. Now, in the late game, Steelers-Chiefs, Steelers... Chiefs, Steelers with a uh, uh, Chris Boswell uh, setting an NFL record for six uh, six field goals in one postseason game, and that was all the scoring they needed as they won eighteen to sixteen. Um, they ran the ball well. Uh, Roethlisberger didn't have to do too, nothing too crazy. Give big props to the Chiefs with a really good defense. They had a couple of goal line stances.
1: They, and, they had their opportunities.
0: They had their opportunities, but the offense imploded. Specifically, Kelsey. Getting upset, catching uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, Um, and then of course the killer. The Chiefs come down, score the touchdown with about two and a half minutes left, and they have to go for two to tie the score. They go for it, they make it, but it gets called back on an offensive holding penalty uh, by the offensive lineman. Oh, just a a killer for them, and a killer for everybody else. Um, After the game, there was a uh, somebody had a photo. Uh, entitled "How Depressed Are Chief Fans?" and you just see the um, the parking lot littered, and they they say uh, P- the Chiefs fans were so upset they left their grills, and you see all these charcoal grills <laughs> just just still standing, like they didn't even have the heart to break it down and deal with. I'm I'm just yeah,
1: kidding. they were trying to get to that place where there
0: is no pain. And ah oh, man, so the Steelers move on to the NFC AFC Championship game, the Chiefs and Andy Reid who. Andy Reid, who celebratedly nineteen and two off of a buy, uh, loses and just it, it didn't work out for the offense. The defense wasn't the problem. I mean, when you hold the opponent to only field goals and specifically six of them, and you score at least two touchdowns, you you got to win that game. So
1: yeah, yeah. Well, they had their opportunities, but you know they're not as aggressive as the Steelers are. Play calling, and you know they did some drop balls too.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, they yeah. they tried to force uh, Tyreek Hill down their throats, and the Steelers held him in check pretty well. Um, they did well and, with Kelsey. Yeah, you know,
1: that's interesting because they got a speed burner in uh, New England. They're going to be playing Lewis. Yeah, and he, he didn't look that effective last week. That's true. So there's some similarities there.
0: Well, let's talk about this week's games for the uh, the right to go to Super Bowl Fifty One in Houston, Texas. Uh that time of the year. Uh, what are your best bets for conference championship week?
1: Well, I'm really you know, tossing up this thing in Pittsburgh because of what happened with the live streaming of the locker room by the star uh, speed receiver there.
0: Antonio Brown caught after the game, uh, breaking NFL policy of social media uh, thir- 90 minutes after the game, uh, turned on Facebook Live, filmed uh, the team prayer, and then overheard both Ben Roethlisberger and specifically Mike Tomlin uh quote unquote go off on the patriots if you can say using the uh a you know the uh <clears throat> the bad word for your uh, rear end uh to describe the patriots but i mean look th- i mean this is a team that and 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 a franchise and a coaching staff and a Roster that has said how contempt, how much contempt they have for the Ravens. So why would they not have contempt for somebody like Brady and Belichick? I mean, you, you have to know that.
1: Yeah, but the locker room, you know, is supposed to be quote unquote sacred,
0: sacred space.
1: Yeah, so they say this is our house. But anyway, so that that receiver is dangerous on his own. Now, when that happened, and now he has to publicly uh, apologize. He's embarrassed. I think he's going to be highly focused in this game.
0: Well, I mean, he's one of the, if not the best well, receiver in the National Football League right now.
1: Well, football's a game of redemption. It sure is. So, you know, I'm expecting a huge game out of that. Um, the other side of it is the Patriots, you know, so-called not having a good game, even though they won by 18.
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, you know, to get back-to-back bet, you know, poor performances, I mean, that's not likely. I can see that team being focused. True. So that's a tough one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm gonna take the Patriots. But uh, you know, you look at the schedule and see the quarterbacks they've actually faced, and it's uh, I think only. What, three, three that were uh, well, you know, we, good good starting quarterbacks? I we, mean, a lot of teams they played had injuries, replacements, all kinds of things.
0: Well, when they played the Steelers earlier in this year, they were not facing Ben Roethlisberger. They faced Landry Jones, so a backup right, right there, and he is no Ben Roethlisberger. And they, they whooped up on the Steelers pretty good. Um, the only three quarterbacks that they played that would be considered um, anywhere near elite or at least top tier Um, Carson Palmer, beginning of the season, a week one. That was a uh, Jimmy Garoppolo-started game where they won 23-21 on the road. Yeah,
1: right. They They were on the road without Brady.
0: Without Brady. Uh, So you kind of have to dismiss that slightly. It's also week one, so not not everything's running. Uh, But the big ones that they faced were Russell Wilson in Foxborough, and they lost by seven. And then Joe Flacco at home – or, I'm sorry, in – Baltimore, I think, right, uh, and they they won. Oh no, was, yeah, they were home. They were home against Baltimore, and they were home against the Seahawks. So against uh, top-flight quarterbacks this season, uh, at home they're one and one. And um, I think of the those three D offensive offenses: the Seahawks, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers have the best weapons: Bell, Brown, Roethlisberger, uh, Jesse James over the middle is not quite. Uh, Gronkowski or even um, you know anybody else that you get. It's going to be
1: interesting what Belichick comes up with against uh, Bell because he's such a you know I don't know how to call it a stuttering runner. I mean I don't know how to describe his style. He's patient. It it involves pausing, stopping, restarting I mean all the things you would never coach.
0: He's patient and he is his own um, change of pace back. Like right. if if he needs a slasher, then he'll start slashing. But if he needs to, he will then uh, hesitate. Well, he'll... it looks
1: like he takes advantage of over pursuit. But it's strange in the NFL that stopping and restarting is the technique at the line of scrimmage.
0: He has good acceleration. What can you say about it? I mean, yeah. Now, getting... if
1: there are draws, you can understand it. But this is this is just what he does. Who he is?
0: He sees he he will stand behind the offensive lineman, hand on the back, and just wait for his his time to run. Um, yeah. But I will say, of the four teams remaining, the Patriots do have the best defense. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, how do you like with the uh, Patriots given five and a half?
1: I'm going to have to take it, yeah, because I can't. You know, I I think they're going to a game championship. But I you know, there's also the other problem. There is the tight end Bennett. He went down with that knee, or whatever he was grabbing.
0: Marcellus and Bennett. Yeah. yeah, he over he yeah. um uh. What do you hyper his knee when he uh stepped uh, awkwardly.
1: And then you got the uh, Hogan. Is that his name? The other guy?
0: Chris Hogan left the game uh, last week with a uh, thigh injury.
1: So, you know, I know in you know for championship games in the NFL, the rule is basically if you're not in the hospital, you better be suited up.
0: Um, also, uh, Malcolm Mitchell, their uh, tall wide receiver, who almost looks like he could be some sort of like Jimmy Grand, Jimmy Graham right. type tight end, but he plays wide receiver. He um he's also uh, questionable for the game. He's probably uncertain. So really, uh, their best offensive weapons are their three running backs, two of which um, are small scat backs that they put out wide and you know throw um, throw to them. And uh, Lewis, as we were saying, Lewis uh, is also a returner too. But Blount's the big one. He got almost no play in the game against the Texans, but so I expect Blount to to do a lot of running and pound and punish. Uh, to offset the pass. Um, so that's that game. What about the other game, uh, Falcons-Packers? Who do you like there?
1: Well, I'm, I'm liking Atlanta. I mean, I've been on them since December 17th. So I'm riding that right to the Super Bowl.
0: So are two guys in Philly. Have you heard about this? No. All right, so two guys in Philly. Starting the week of, uh, of their winning streak um, against Philly, uh, they put, I think, 30 or 300 on the Packers. And they've been letting it ride every single week. Um, right. And uh, so they're, I think, I think right now they're up to 20, 25,000.
1: Now they're going to roll it right up to this. They're not taking anything off the table to these, uh, that's you know, uh, bridge jumpers, riverboat gamblers. <laughs> Who are these people? I
0: think so. Um, uh, something like that. Let me see if I can put, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what is it? So two guys, uh, they, obviously I'm see. I've got to pull it up right real quick. Okay. So, so they're letting it, so, ah, uh, what is it? Um, let me pull this up really quick. All right. So they began with $300, uh, two months ago. And they've been letting it ride on the Packers every game. They're on an eight-game winning streak right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they they currently just won after the Cowboy game, they have twenty. It's twenty-eight thousand. So now they're gonna ride it again. And if they win the NFC Championship, the Packers will. uh these two guys will have uh, made seventy-six thousand. Right. Uh, if, if they get it this week. So, I mean, that's a, that's a... well,
1: let's not count the chickens until they hatch.
0: Well, that's true, but still, it's pretty impressive. Not only that the Packers have been on this winning streak, but that these, um, these betters, uh, picked them, picked, picked up them right at the right time. Yeah. And then they've been riding great. it. Um, so yeah, it's very impressive. So, uh -uh, uh, I know the the, line. I'm sorry.
1: But that's that's the last home game in this stadium down there. They're almost like a team of Destiny, the Falcons. Of course, people say nobody can stop them. I know that over is like 60.
0: 60. Some places have at 61. I mean, it's. When you look at it this way, when you consider that the Packers scored 34 against a team with a better defense than the Falcons do. And then right. the Packers themselves also gave up thirty-one points
1: to a to a def, uh, to a yeah.
0: to a slightly inferior offense. Right. Um. It, the it, it's very hard to look at it and not think. Now, obviously, gambling is. It's just that it's a gamble. Um,
1: well, I'm thinking, you know, because the number's so high with the over. If either of these teams bounce or both of them, I mean, it could be 27, 24.
0: It could. It's very likely.
1: I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. Every, but then again, who's, you know, they say that, you know, either team can't stop anybody. So
0: I mean, neither of these defenses. I mean, the Packers have a specific, a, a significantly, I think, worse defensive backfield than the Falcons do. The Falcons. I'm thinking,
1: uh, I'm thinking taking the under. If you could, we can't, you know, not legally.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Uh,
1: but, if, yeah, uh, because I'm talking about the uh, punts in the game.
0: Oh. The under. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, There's not going to be much um, uh, punting, I think. There's going to be pretty much a score or an interception. Or, I mean, it, more so than not, there will be a scoring drive, every drive. Um, but the turnovers are the thing that's really going to knock it off. I will say this for both offenses. They spread the ball around really well. This is not an offense where it's uh, quarterback and wide receiver tandem that they just go to each other no, all day.
1: this throw to seven seven people each team,
0: each team, and running backs too. I mean, the the biggest sure. significant uh, advantage the Falcons have is uh, their running backs, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, not just as running backs but also as passing backs. I mean, the Packers, as we've you know, as it's been talked about uh, so much this season. Their running back is a wide receiver, Ty Montgomery. I mean, sure. they, so, but Rodgers is playing so scorchingly yeah, like that. hot that it doesn't matter who it is, he will throw, he will um, evade, and he will make plays. So, uh, to me, the over does make sense. Um, I'm not thinking it's going to be like a the total will be 65. But if it's like 60, 61 makes sense. If it's, you know,
1: well, the both of these teams are rolling out thirty, you know, week after week.
0: And uh, yeah, so what's the thing that it's not that it can't happen again? Now,
1: what's what's the best matchup do you think for you know for uh, you know for, uh, for... like would it be the the Patriots? Are they going to draw better than the Steelers nationally?
0: National? Well, I think the
1: Packers will.
0: Oh, the Packers. Well, I think Patriots and Steelers they both do. Um I think the Steelers more so the Steelers have much more of a historical fan base you know the the 70s and Bradshaw and the steel curtain and all that stuff Um I mean the Patriots that's more of a modern um uh coast to coast fan base and even then it's it it almost seems like it's out of spite than out of love <laughs> Um, but I mean, the Packers. But I think
1: it's a better rating for the New England because you got people that love them and people that hate them, so you know you you get both sides of the aisle
0: watching that. I, I watch just to see him lose, and then I there you go. And then I collapse on the floor when he wins. It, it's not very fun for me, but whatever. Um, but yeah, the Packers obviously have a bigger um, uh, media identifier than uh, the Falcons do. So you like Fal- so if
1: if they go to the Super Bowl, will Matty Ice be MVP for the uh,
0: NFC. I think he should. I, th- I think Matt. I think absolutely Matt Ryan should be. I mean, look, I- I'm. Th- I-, I don't think Brady should be MVP this year. I mean, they were three and one without him, and right. you can't point to his interception rate anymore because he threw two all season. He threw two against the Texans. So let's stop with that. Let's—I mean, the Patriots. It's more the system than him. It's more Belichick than Brady at this point, because in the years where Brady, where they have not made the playoffs, and specifically one of them where, where Brady went out in the first game, in those two seasons they the totals, win total for the Patriots were nine and eleven. Uh, he can do it without Brady yeah. now.
1: Long term, but the night, Steelers are going to need more than six field goals.
0: Oh gosh, yes. Absolutely, they're going to need Bell to run. They're going to need uh, Brown.
1: It, it's, i would sh- pretty I really believe you're going to get an honest effort out of Brown.
0: Oh, you know, you're going to get an honest effort out of Brown. I think Eli Rogers might be an X factor, a guy you don't really think about as a as a complementary right. wide receiver. He'll make himself open. But uh, also, it came down that the Steelers are dealing with some flu symptoms among some of their players, including the backup, uh, one of their backup. Um, quarterbacks uh, Darius Haywood bay who's a wide receiver and their kicker Chris Boswell actually
1: well from my experience with with those type oh. stories right and I've seen it in other sports but somehow the flu brings the best out of people i don't know if they're more relaxed Jordan than, or, or or what it is or if they're um, you know bodies fighting um, you know whatever it is that's causing that and and they're they're more hyped yeah, but um, I don't see that as a negative. I've I've heard that many times in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I can believe it. Um, so that's that. So uh, for you, Falcons, Patriots, Super Bowl?
1: Um, I really don't. I mean, I I'd rather see the Steelers. I would too. I mean, it's more it's there's, there's more drama. I mean, it, it it's no fun with Belichick.
0: No, I mean, it's he's, not.
1: he's a no fun guy. No. So you're not going to get all as stories out you're, like you're going to get out of the Steelers.
0: No, it's no, it's just it's not fun anymore. Like it, I'm tired of it. E- even though I right. uh, heard a thing, um, fourteen of the last sixteen Super Bowls have had either uh, the AFC represented by Manning, Brady, or Roethlisberger. And well, there you go uh and the two So who, that's not likely to change. Well, no, it's not going to change this year because it's either going to be Roethlisberger or there um you go. But a, an interesting stat a trivia question about that, who are the two that didn't who weren't one of those two? Um Gannon for the Raiders and Flacco from the All Ravens. Right. Do you know what uh their alma mater is?
1: Of what, Flacco?
0: Yeah. Delaware. Well, then, yeah, so Gannon is also from Delaware, too. Uh, oh, okay. So an interesting uh, little factoid if you ever want to share that. Enjoy that, people. I like that, yeah. Uh, so that's the NFL. Let's move over to baseball where they uh, announced the um, Hall of Fame uh, ballot, uh, and the um, electors uh, voted Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, and Ivan Pudge. Rodriguez. Now, what I'm thinking
1: of the careers that they had, I'm talking about longevity. Yeah. Like, one guy was 21 years. I think if you add it up, is there 60 years or more between three guys?
0: I think it'd be pretty close. I mean... I mean, uh, they're
1: like 20-year guys, 24. I think maybe even Reigns had maybe even more than Pudge, right?
0: uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Reigns definitely. I mean, Reigns played into his 40s.
1: But he wasn't really an average hitter, was he? I know he had a lot of stolen bases. I think he's fifth stolen
0: bases. He won a batting title once. Reigns won the batting title once.
1: Um, so is this on longevity, or?
0: I think so. I, he, I'm sorry, but I think that uh, Tim Raines was a was a. I mean, he he really was a actual borderline Hall of Fame player because he it well, was. I
1: mean, his, when he was playing, I saw him as like an all star.
0: Yeah, he was a. I I consider him Hall of the very good. I did not consider him a Hall of Famer just because he was the second considered the second greatest leadoff hitter of all time. I don't. Uh, so, I, I honestly, quite honestly, I, I consider. And Lou, that would
1: be Ricky Henderson, the first.
0: Yeah, and I consider okay. Lou. Brock, I consider Lou Brock to be two, but I mean, people, yeah. I yeah. mean, so all right, so Reigns won Well, first of all, Reigns played twenty-three years. Wow. Uh,
1: and oh, well, that's incredible, right he there. Said,
0: well, his first season—well, that's
1: a lot of paychecks.
0: His first season, he was 19 years old. He played six games and didn't uh, didn't play, didn't uh, record a plate appearance in 1979. Um, okay. His first real full season was 1982, uh, in which he was—well, actually 1981. That was the strike-shortened year, but he was an All-Star in '81. Mm-hmm. but eighty two is where he first started um he had four straight years where he i'm sorry six straight years he stole seventy or more bases he yeah. led the league in four of those years in the national league he won a batting title in eighty six at three thirty four his that's career his career batting average was two ninety four that's not shabby he had an on base percentage of three eighty five which anything the the closer to four hundred the the better um yeah. He had 2,605 hits. Um, he recorded 30 or more doubles, one, two, three, four, five, six times. His main years were 82 to 87. After that, it it was really a longevity thing. Um, so, right. uh, but to me, that was just borderline. Look, it was his 10th year on the ballot, and 10th uh, is your last and final year on the ballot. And if you make it that far, you're borderline. Otherwise, you would have been voted in beforehand. That's a good point. Same thing with Jim Rice. Jim Rice was uh, borderline because he waited until his final year to get in.
1: But he had a couple of very dominant years.
0: He did, but, uh, I mean, look, there's no uh, upper tier of the Hall of Fame. Like, there's the Hall of Fame. There's no Super Hall of Fame.
1: No, but that's why there should be an all-star. Hall of Fame and then your superstar Hall.
0: Right. So. The Hall of the Very Good, the uh, constantly mentioned. Well, you were always a Bagwell fan. Uh, Bagwell was very good. I mean, consistent. I mean, he had power and he hit for average. Uh, lifetime two ninety seven batting average. He had an on base percentage of four oh eight and a slugging percentage of four of five forty. They say if you have a life if you have a lifetime batting average of three hundred on-base right. percentage of 400 and slugging percentage of 500 as a career, or even as a, in a season, that's I mean that that pretty much is Hall of Fame. And you know he was that's all elite. he very elite. He won in, he won an MVP and a Rookie of the Year, all in Houston. He played 15 years all in Houston. I mean, if Biggio was in, then Bagwell had to. He get played it. on
1: some bad teams.
0: He did, but he also played on some good teams. Made the World Series once uh, in his final season. Um in a season where he only played five, uh, thirty-nine games, wow! So he went out. You know, I mean, but he was constantly in. He twice finished um, in th- in the MVP voting, third or higher. Um, he also walked a lot. I mean, he had one, two, three, four. He had seven years of a hundred or more walks.
1: Wow, that's great for the on-base percentage.
0: And he, he, his walks were about even with his strikeouts. Um, a big RBI machine, um, I think seven, a clutch, eight, a clutch hitter. Very clutch. Eight seasons of 100 more RBIs. Most home runs he hit in the season were 47. So he wow. fit uh, 449 home runs. And there was no legitimate steroid um, uh, uh, um, tag on him. There was, just, oh, there was only rumor and innuendo, and even then it was like, well, look at him.
1: It well, that, You know, that bothers me about the whole thing. Now we're going to talk about it? I mean, what were the teams doing when they, when they were doing it? I mean, it was okay then?
0: Of course. Well, everybody turned the blind okay, eye. Yeah. so
1: and now you're going to judge them afterwards? I mean, they played on the field. You didn't take them off the field for it. And now you're going to punish them because they excelled?
0: Look, it's, it happened in the game. It's, it's a part of the game. The same way that the dead ball era was a part of the game, the same way that World War II uh, caused a lot of the big talent not to play. I mean, we're not going right. to take away the St. Louis Cardinals uh, uh, championship seasons during the 40s, during World War II, away from them, right? No, right. it's part of the game. It happened. Uh, Seelig's in. So if we're going to let in the guy at the top who allowed all of this yeah, to happen—
1: that, that, that I can't believe.
0: Well, he also did a lot more for the game. But, I mean, Barry Bonds was a legitimate Hall of Famer prior to to, uh, taking allegedly steroids. Uh, Roger Clemens uh, won uh, a couple Cy Young Awards before he began his uh, uh, medical regiment, if you want to call it chemical regiment. So he was probably a legitimate Hall of Famer before that happened.
1: What about Curt Schilling? Uh,
0: Well, Curt Schilling, uh, he's a borderline guy. Um, you know, his mouth is getting himself in trouble and not gaining him any favors. But um, I think that he's one who would be a borderline no matter what, whether he uh, wanted to uh, express himself or not. Uh, by the way, Bagwell played 15 years, so that's 23 plus 15, so that's 37. And then Ivan Rodriguez um, who uh, played 21 years, 21 years as a catcher.
1: Yeah. Um, so that to me is the most deserving of them all because, you know, being a catcher, I mean, your hands can get beat up.
0: Hands? And that's, knees? And, and that means
1: a, a, you know, a weak bet.
0: Right. Um, but,
1: but, and, you know, and to be in that position, you know, when you got to squat down behind the plate for all those, it's just shocking. I mean, that you could play that long as a catcher. I mean, how many guys end up playing third, going to the outfield, first base, somewhere else?
0: Oh, so many times. Um, and he played. Um, uh, he played catcher into his uh, final season, um, uh, but
1: a, but a lot of people uh, don't think him as the real Pudge.
0: No, I right? mean, yeah, Carlton Fisk is was the one who first got the name Pudge, but uh,
1: yeah. So how did he get it? I mean, how uh, did that work? Uh, you figure that was already taken.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know, it was the kind of thing like with um, you know, uh, the uh, what's his name Fisk. You know, because the they were was built. Maybe yeah um and he was very talented behind the behind the plate i think he had eleven seasons as an all star won an m v p yeah. in nineteen ninety nine um he had i think eleven gold gloves as well um in the m v p voting top ten two other three other times he won a championship in o three with the marlins he created the turnaround in detroit which they are still um celebrating to this day true so yeah, he, he that,
1: that's huge right there. That's a, not on the stat sheet.
0: And at a premium position like catcher, it, it only makes sense that he would be uh, elected. Yeah. He's not one I considered um, borderline. Uh, I, no, I just, no. I considered Tim Rain borderline, but guess what? He's in. So w- what do I know? Um, so that's
1: well. Now, now you're talking about what uh, the end of careers, you know, right. ends like this. Now let's talk about this guy the Chicago White Sox got. From a trade, what was it? From Boston. I mean, this guy threw a hundred and five an hour.
0: Something <clears throat> so Michael, ridiculous. Michael Kopech. Michael Kopeck who um, uh, was a uh, Boston Red Sox farmhand pitcher in a single A last year, uh, high class A. Um, he uh, was traded to the White Sox in the deal for a Chris Sale. There's a video circulating, and we'll actually share it uh, through Twitter at Everyman Sports. If you Everyman Sports, if you'd like to see it, we'll share it. It's um, Michael Kopek and he's throwing a pitch with a uh, un, um, a non-regulation non-regu- um, baseball, uh, throwing a pitch at a um, at a fence, at a net fence, um, about five feet, uh, maybe like six feet away from a radar gun, throwing the ball, and uh, the speed gun reads 110 miles an hour as it the,
1: leaves his hand and he normally throws what 96
0: to 98 average fastball in a game on uh where is it if i can find the date on it i can give you july 14th right july 14th of uh 2016 michael Kopek uh recorded a pitch at 105 miles an hour against uh salem
1: Okay, so I mean, hey, anytime you can look in the out, you know, on the score, on the scoreboards in these stadiums now, I think we all look at it see how how hard these guys are throwing. Yeah, and you know, you you see a hundred, it's like wow, you know, it's like in the old days seeing home runs.
0: Yeah, yeah. So three, he threw a hundred and five mile an hour pitch in a minor league game last night, in which, um, or not last night, but last season. Uh, during the game, where he, he's, where his average fastball was ninety eight miles an hour that night, um, so well you know
1: there, there's something to be said for this because when you don't have to, when you everybody gets pulled around hundred, yeah. So you don't have to pace yourself for throwing one hundred and thirty five or one hundred forty or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's very so true. So you
1: so you can give it and and relievers for sure. Yeah, because you know they're very short term.
0: Yeah, that's very and true. And
1: it's it's kind of changed the game yeah but but speed sells you know oh. it's fascinating in any sport
0: oh absolutely it's a it's a very big deal
1: so and um, the strikeout is, is huge
0: it's very big and because there's no um there's no shame attached to it that's why so many guys strike out um, well
1: not only the shame but just from the offensive point of view well it's not offense because you don't have possession of the ball right but i mean from that you know you, have, you strike it out you don't have a base runner and you don't have an, a possible uh, possibility of an error, or it, it it makes a cleaner
0: game. It really does. It's very true. Um, moving over to college football for a minute, um, the Oregon strength coach uh, was suspended. Oregon, Oregon Ducks. They uh, okay. newly newly hired but Chip Kelly's old team. Old, yes, old team. Uh, new head coach um, Willie Taggart had replaced uh, their old off uh, strength coach Mark uh, Helfrich. In December. Okay. Um, and he hired uh, Irel Odorine. Uh, Irel Odorine. Uh, Never and, heard of well, Neither did I, but uh, you're going to hear a lot about him. Uh, three of his players, uh, two offensive linemen and a tight end, uh, are now in fair condition uh, following a strength um, uh, workout that was described as being something more like a military uh, strength workout. Um, okay. The players were complaining of muscle soreness and displayed other systems of potential exercise-related injury. Uh, they uh, complained of extreme soreness and had been diagnosed with, oh boy, Rhabdomyolysis, which can be caused by excessive intense workouts. When someone is suffering from robdo, a protein, myoglobin, is released in the bloodstream and can severely damage the kidneys. So I don't know what they what this guy was preparing them for, uh in the trenches.
1: Or, or what kind of lawyer these these athletes have. I mean, that that's a lot of information.
0: Yeah. Uh so so there you go. So that was just something that came across that was really interesting. Um there. Uh moving over to basketball. Well, you know, yep. it's
1: good to hear that some young people are overworked.
0: <laughs> um, moving on to uh NBA. Um the uh, the much publicized um, rematch of the uh, Warriors and the Cavaliers. Yeah, uh, I was
1: looking at their record. There's something like thirty six and six, or thirty four and six. I mean, it's, that's an amazing
0: team, huh? Which one, the Cavaliers?
1: But no, the Golden State.
0: Oh yeah, 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 Golden State. I mean, they they picked up uh, Durant, and they were hoping. I mean, that they would have something similar and at least end the season as champions again. There you go. But after a Christmas Day loss, uh, in which the Cavaliers came back, um, a lot. This was a big game for them. You know, they might not have told you, but uh, it was pretty obvious. Because if they had lost to the Cavaliers after losing a three-one um, games lead in the finals, people were going to start asking, "Are the Cavaliers in your head? Is LeBron in your head?" <laughs> so they whooped up on the Cavaliers something fierce, mm. uh, and they escaped with that. And now the starting lineups for the uh, All Star game have been uh, um, have been announced, and of course, you know LeBron uh, Curry is named. But the big one that the big omission that people are talking about is um, Russell Westbrook. Now I know it's a it's an exhibition game. It's fun. It's basically like school. It's, you know playground rules.
1: Take at, the over.
0: Yeah, always take the over. My goodness. But uh, yeah, very surprising. Russell Westbrook. I mean, a guy who was left out hanging by uh, Durant um, right. came out and he said he's he is he isn't on speaking terms with uh, any of the. Um, well, I'll clean up, but B A Warriors. Uh, I'll let you fill in those blanks. Gotcha. Uh, right, right, you know, common term. Um, so anyway, so yeah. So that just kind of that's more. <laughs> that that's just more insult to injury for a guy like Westbrook. He's the big star on the but, on the Oklahoma but what, City Thunder. When
1: you watch these all-star type games, don't you watch the, you know, like three-point or the, do they still have the dunk?
0: Uh, the dunk contest, it, it, see, the only problem with the dunk contest, it doesn't bring in the big names. Because right. it, it's basically like if you want to be known, then that's what you do. If you are known, like Jordan, if Jordan were playing right, today, right. it would be pass safe for him to do it. Dominic sure. Wilkins, no Bird, no. You'd never see these guys. So then mm-hmm. you have to go to guys who like oh become but, overnight sensations.
1: Well, I'm saying what's what's more interesting these um, skill type things. I think the NFL is going to do that, skill drills or well, the, or whatever. Well,
0: they've always had the skill drills. If you watched like ESPN two in like May, in right. the past you would see like the quarterback. Uh, what was right. it called? The quarterback club. Whereas, basically, what
1: what ever happened to the NFL's fastest man? I mean, that used to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, just really, just really. Intu- I mean, those to
1: features some of his talent. But I'm wondering, if if you're the guy, do you want to like risk uh, any injury on that hamstring or?
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see, NFL skills competition. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, Pro Bowl skills showdown announced. So there's going to be uh, some uh, skill competitions. So uh, Pro Bowlers face off in NFC versus AFC skill showdown in Orlando, which is now, it's no longer at Hawaii. It's at Camping World Stadium. Um, Let's see. Epic Pro Bowl dodgeball, where Pro Bowlers will compete in a game of dodgeball. Power Relay Challenge. Four team members will compete in a timed relay race. Precision Passing. This is the stuff I like. Two players yeah. on each team will battle it out, trying to hit moving targets of varying size and distance. That's the old, that that used to be the quarterback club where you see, like, Dan Marino and Bernie Kosar. Sure. They have,
1: like, the, yeah, you, you got to hit the, the throw to the center.
0: Right, the, or the dummies are moving around like they're I automated. like the garbage cans. Yeah, 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 those were great. And then the last one, best hands. Quarterback and wide receiver duos from each team will show off their skills, connecting on as many pass attempts as possible before times run out.
1: That's time's like run. the home run derby.
0: It is. <clears throat> it is. Um, that's going to be um, Thursday, January twenty-six on ESPN. Um, sure. So I think I might watch that. But really, if you want to see stuff like this, I mean, you have to wait until the to the combine where they have all that stuff. The NFL combine, the draft. I mean, because
1: yeah, but then you're not. Well, you're seeing guys that are trying to get to the pros. I mean, I, I like seeing the pros in action.
0: Right, and also that's where. I mean that's like the Olympics for football. I was right. compared to. So if you like the Olympics and you like football, that's perfect for like that
1: qualifiers.
0: Oh, to stick on NFL for just a minute, um, the uh, Raiders have filed for a Las Vegas relocation, uh, pending um, uh, vote by the owners. So it's it looks like it's happening. It's uh,
1: yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not feeling that. I'm. I don't know what. I mean, is that the football weather? I mean, what, what, what's the attraction?
0: Well, Vegas. I mean, it's it's a...
1: Vegas is an attraction? Well, I mean, do, the, that's a distraction.
0: Well, do people travel there? Yeah, people travel there. I mean, it's a big deal. They, um, don't, well, forget, I mean, don't forget that... I
1: are they the... going to have shuttles from uh, L.A.? I
0: think they already do. They already do. I mean... No, that... I'm
1: saying for the team. I mean, the fans. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not feeling... Is that going to be an indoor stadium or...
0: Uh, I think it's going to be an... indoor. hot ind- out there. I, I, that's why I think it will be an indoor stadium. But, I mean, don't forget, uh, th- a couple years ago, uh, the NBA had an all-star game in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Golden Knights will be there as the NHL's uh, expansion team. So, uh, Las Vegas... You know, I
1: guess if they could put ice in the desert, it shouldn't be too much to get a football uh, team there.
0: Right. And plus because now Vegas is family friendly, it's been so for quite some time, they I mean this is just another feather in their cap to say like we are Well something NFL
1: to be, prices aren't family friendly.
0: No. No. They're not going to be going for like, hey, while we're in town, let's see a football game. However, you might be in town to, you know, whatever. See the stars that are Get there. Get free
1: drinks in a casino and then show up and save money that way.
0: Right, and then drop a, uh, you know, a couple on some other games. <laughs> not, not the Raiders for sure. And you're not,
1: and you're not going to be able to bet on the team either. Uh,
0: no, you're not. gonna However, what's to say the other I mean, what teams are aren't fair? What trading? makes the difference? What?
1: I mean, if they were in L.A., you could have bet on them. Now that they move closer, you can't. No, but it, there's— it, it doesn't make sense. These are like archaic rules.
0: Right, I know, but but again, because you— there's something about being in a place where you— like, it's almost like if they held— I, let me point this out. There's a reason why uh, the Atlanta Braves have their spring training at Disney World. Right. That the, uh, I, I've,
1: I've been there. I've seen that. Space. Yeah, the
0: Wide World of Sports uh, Complex. They have, that's where the spring training is. There's just the spring right. training is at Disney world. There's a reason for that because people mm-hmm. are there. Now, obviously a spring training game is a lot easier to get a ticket to than an NFL game, regular season. Sure. game. But still it's, it, it's kind of that, that matchup of, of people there plus an event going on. Um, professional wrestling, uh, WCW used to have back in the early to mid nineties, they had their shows tape at, Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World. And so it was a big deal. Hey, while you're here, why don't you go see this as well? Or then after, the, the wrestlers could be walking okay, around. Okay,
1: so it's an entertainment venue.
0: Well, isn't Las Vegas an entertainment city?
1: Right. I well, mean, there you go. Okay, I'm getting it now. Now
0: you get I'm... it. And so so according to Mark Davis, he wants to get it as well. So,
1: Well, I think L.A.'s be glad when
0: they're gone anyhow. Well, L.A. I mean, or wait, wait, stadium
1: wait. and this and that, and you back mean to Oakland? Oakland and over here, there. I mean, oh it's, yeah, that's a team without direction.
0: True. Well, they're going to be heading east. Good young man. So okay, all right. Well, Dad, thanks very much for joining me. On this like oh, another long episode, but hey, it's the NFL. It's 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 championship weekend. It's head. let we'll who Super Bowl.
1: goes to the Super Bowl.
0: It's interesting. It'll be interesting for sure. All right, Dad, thanks very much. You got it. All right. Enjoy the games. Feel better, everybody. Stay uh, healthy. And, Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin MacLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes store to leave a review of the show. Also... Visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.